Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Club Sur here in the Soto District, Seattle. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Scott Weida and Fancy Frenchwood. And then, of course, we have our special guest, Miss Lily Verlaine here. She's going to be talking about burlesque with us. Hello. Hello, darling. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so excited everybody made it down. Traffic was really kind of yucky out there. so And the weather, I think, was less than... Enjoyable too. Everybody was. It was two strikes. It was two strikes for Seattle. It was. It was warm. I mean, there was some warmth, but there was not much else. <laughs> well, on today's show, which is brought to you by Fuse, we um, are going to be interviewing the amazing Miss Lily Verlaine. Um, Lil of Club Sur is going to be giving us an inside scoop on this venue, the fabulous food and beverage that they have here, um, and another venue that has opened up over in Bellevue. And, of course, we're going to be going over socially acceptable, unacceptable, the Duchess Report um, with what's going on in the Bellevue, Seattle area last week, this week, and um, ending with um, socially savvy, what it is to be socially savvy. So um, I believe our Lily, I have two Lilies, it's confusing. <laughs> she keeps looking at me like, which Lily? Um is going to be bringing out our first beverage tasting here in just a minute. So I think we're going to go ahead and um, start out with introducing Lily Verlaine. Um, she is one of Seattle's premier burlesque dancers, and she is here to tell us what um, she has been doing with burlesque and this whole revival with it, what's going on, and what, what where you're taking it. Well, it's really nice of you to call me a premier anything. I'm very <laughs> you excited are. about it. Uh, so the way that I got involved in burlesque uh, was a complete accident. I have a ballet background, and one night I ended up at this show. It was the Dusty 45s, actually, and they had this beautiful singer with them whose name was Shushu Lahore, and she just came up the other day, so I had to mention her fabulous name, <laughs> Shushu Lahore. Let's all love that for a second. <laughs> And she was just a powerhouse. There was something about her. And, you know, I typically don't hook into singers or bands on that level, but I was just completely captivated. So anyway, she invited me to a burlesque show, and I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, a what? <laughs> and I showed up, and there were two amazing women who really stood out as being these incredible performers, and they were what was to become the Atomic Bombshells. And I introduced myself to one of them, who made me feel completely homely. So let me just say for one second, she was tall, she was beautiful, she was sparkly, she had this amazing huge hair. And I was completely dwarfed and a little bit intimidated. And she invited me to audition for them when she found out that I was a dancer. And I was completely terrified, and I was like, absolutely not. There's, I, I obviously didn't hear me. I, I'm a ballet dancer. You, you don't get it. And she, you know, just nodded her head. She's like, yes, I do. Just come and audition. And, and I got to move in a whole new way that I had never been exposed to. And I wore more makeup than I have ever <laughs> worn in my life. And wigs were a whole new thing. And pasties were incredible. My mom was at my very first burlesque show ever, which was opening wow. for Dita Von Tees at the show box. Oh, how so, much fun. And, um, well, and you saying that you were homely. I'm sorry. If, if For the guests who are here, they would definitely testify that yeah, you let's are take a vote. far, yeah. far, far cry from homely. You look like uh, somebody who's walked right out of um, a 50s elegant magazine. I mean, it's amazing. That was before I learned how to apply my own eyelashes, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So how long have you been doing burlesque then? I've been doing burlesque performance since 2004. Wow. I have a question. What is burlesque? Well, it originated from the word burlar, which is to make fun of. And the inclusion of strippers, which is essentially what I am, 
did not come along until later. <laughs> I like Everyone's the way she laughing. said that, the way she said that, which is what I am. I don't... Con- Essentially. I mean, I'm a person. I'm an enthusiast, right? So I'm right. a person who comes onto a stage and, and finds amazing and clever, artful ways right. in which to disrobe and show more and more of my fabulous leshitude, which I have been embracing more and more lately. <laughs> I've been saying, I embrace my lusciousness. Thank you very much. I love it. And um, so it was a lot of comics, and there were women comics involved way back when, and um, someone somewhere along the way realized that if you have women being more and more sexy and scandalous and racy, you're going to get more of an audience. So that was how the ladies um, came to participate in burlesque, which is not how they originally participated necessarily. Really? Um, there were, yeah, there were many amazing troops. There was one called um, Lydia Thompson and the British Blondes who came from England and kind of introduced Americans to the idea that women can be sassy and funny and beautiful and glamorous, and, and it just kind of... Looped in from there. Yeah, it, it it meandered its way down from there. Which is exactly why I asked, because I didn't just want to think in my mind stripper. Well, because there's a lot more to it. What a shame. A lot no, more to kidding. it than that. Well, and it's kidding. funny because when I think of burlesque, um, when you know the first time I saw you dance, and I had an idea of what burlesque was from, from watching Chicago and and some of those types of movies, but um, the the artful way, like you say, that it is presented, it's doesn't I striptease has never really come to my mind. It just right. doesn't I mean you think of a striptease and then you think of burlesque and they are such totally different creatures when you look at them as a show that um I really wanna make emphasize just what a dramatic difference it is. Of course. And I didn't mean to, to No 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 I know anything. I know that but, but my for our listeners. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, you know, what I believe is that the set is already there. You don't need to overemphasize it necessarily in a burlesque performance. It's like it kind of goes without saying, and then you can play from there, you know. And I I was explaining to your charming friend earlier, because there was a man here who warmed me up for this interview. Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) I love Gary. Yes, Gary, one of our (laughs) fabulous listeners. (laughs) Um, Oh, now I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Now I'm being a bad interview. Oh, no, you're not a bad interview. Are you kidding? We get... Hello, how often do we get sidetracked, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? <laughs> no, we, were, we were talking about the differences between straight stripping or striptease. And oh, the art of the burlesque. And the art of burlesque. Right. Well, one thing that, I, that, that occurred to me is that one of the reasons I feel so safe and loved and cared for when I'm on a stage is that the gender balance is really pretty equal between women yeah. and men and gay and straight and young and old and everyone's there. I mean, yeah. I had a 90th birthday at the Burlesque Nutcracker last year from a woman oh, wow. who approached me afterward who was like, honey, I just haven't had this much fun in 10 years. And I'm like, yes, once a party girl, always a party girl, you know. <laughs> and um, it's just wonderful. So I feel very, um, I don't feel outnumbered in any way by any member of the audience, if that makes sense. Well, it does. And I remember um, the first time I saw you dance was... Um, at one of Tracy with Chick Chat, she's one of our co-hosts. Yes. One of her events, the burlesque. It was for the opening of the burlesque movie. Yeah, I was so glad to be there. That was oh so fun. my gosh, it was. But what intrigued me the most was your approach. You didn't start out on stage. You worked your way up uh, to the stage, and then um, I was at a Halloween party, and you did the same thing. So you actually kind of your approach was to emerge from the people as part of them, and then bringing the attention around, and then putting on this phenomenal show. Oh, you're so of, nice. Thank you. You know, fun, and I think I took I don't know several hundred pictures of of you, you know, doing all these different poses and these little winks, and <laughs> I mean, it's just it is really fun. I've you know I've seen several burlesque shows now, but. Um, not everybody has the same ability to engage the audience and to get their attention and keep their attention. And um, 
I just think burlesque is such a fun thing that I'm so glad that it has kind of made this little re- revival. Yeah. Um, and I know over here in Washington we have a tendency to be a bit slow with some of that kind of thing. So um, for me, I only noticed burlesque probably in the last year and a half. But, you know, from your standpoint, when did it really start to come back into play? Oh, way before I was involved in it, actually. Um, there were some troops in town. Uh, uh, Burley Q was one of them. It was a collective of women. There was a Burning Hearts Burlesque. There were several troops around before the atomic bombshells kind of came on the scene. But I think that what they did was they brought this kind of Bourbon Street sensibility to the whole thing. And it really um, it brought in the mainstream audience. And so we were really lucky then to kind of get a greater exposure because we weren't in underground nightclubs. We, weren't, we, uh, we were doing things that were very approachable, I think, uh-huh. and very inclusive for everyone. So, Well, I absolutely am so excited that um, it has come back because... Um, you take a look at uh, when it was became popular back, you know, what, 50 years ago. Um, I think in troubled times, it just, when people get so serious and caught up with sorrows and frustrations, mm-hmm. I think it just it gives people a fun thing to enjoy. And like you're saying, some of the, the making fun of just takes a serious edge off of stuff. Sometimes I think we get life too serious and all caught up in things. This makes it less fun. Oh, yeah, and Seattle is a total hotbed for burlesque, actually. We have living here... Um, the reigning queen of burlesque, actually. Yes, you know do. about this, Miss Indigo Blue. Um, we were both at the Burlesque Hall of Fame contest together. It was oh wonderful. And, and we got to hold hands. We have a tradition. We have, we've always held hands when they announced Miss Exotic World, and it was her this year. Oh, but I was on stage God. as well because I took the uh, second runner-up position. So Oh, congratulations. It was really exciting. It was a wonderful moment, and I felt so proud of our city. Um, you know, because against, you know, people from All London over. and New yeah. York and, you know, bigger cities than, than ours, we really showed up beautifully. Um, uh, we had a great customer as well. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So it's it's been a big thing here. She also runs an academy that, you know, uh, trains new performers and I think really keeps the interest very fresh. Awesome. And, and we are very generous here. We are very, very generous here because we offer these huge with, you know, costumes that are thousands oh, yeah. of dollars and, you know, sets and music, et cetera, et cetera. And we offer them at a really accessible ticket price. And that's one of the things I love about burlesque performances. I feel like, you know, you're getting the value of, you know, an $80 show for $25. I love that. Know. And that was one of the things I wanted to bring up was, you know, people, I think, have a tendency to believe that, you know, uh, that sounds interesting, but it's going to probably going to be too much. And trying to get people to remember, go and check out, you know, check out the websites, check out the things, because, there are so many fabulous performances, and they are. They're made affordable because once you've paid for the cost and once you've got it and you run the show for so long, you can, you know, make the money that you need to, but you need to keep getting people in there. Yeah. And we need to keep talking about it. This I, is a good education for me because, honestly, when I think burlesque, I'm thinking something older. I'm, I've, I've got this black and white well, picture. it's like Christina moving Aguilar's. Moving picture in my head. Yeah, Christina Aguilar's thing was. It's funny you say that because a, Lily, I think, Lily reminds me. Yes. She does. You get that a lot, don't That's you? Very nice of you. <laughs> she has that very seductive. I have gotten that before when I was in Provincetown, Massachusetts, actually. That and Gwen Stefani. Yes, you have that that luxurious go. look about I, you. I think that's very nice. Thanks for that. <laughs> you still dance ballet at all? You know, I take class, um, so I kind of keep my hand in, but I don't perform it. It's kind of one of those art forms that you really have to commit to. Right. You can't just like come and go. Yeah. Unless you're like I don't know, Barishnikov or somebody. <laughs> Well, before we continue on with your interview, um, we have our Lily here of Club Sir, and she is going to be um, telling us about this lovely wine, our first tasting of the show. Typically, it happens right off the bat, but we broke right into the interview, so she has poured us this beautiful glass of red. 
um, and she's going to tell us why this is a featured wine here. Hi, everyone. Well, um, this one is the most popular wine in Argentina, the Malbec, you know, this uh-huh. is from the Coiron House, uh, 2010 reserve from the region Mendoza, which is actually like the... Um, the oldest region now, and really? where the best wine now from Argentina is coming from. It's called Mendoza. It's, it's really yummy. good. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it has flavors of violets, you know. It's really, really good. So this so, is uh, one of those that when they come in, because um, I was looking at your happy hour menu, which I have to tell you yeah. is okay. phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I think that on the Seattle side, you're probably one of the biggest secrets still with I, I think your your items start run like three to five dollars for happy yeah, hour. Yeah, I think four dollars. Yeah, four dollars and the six. And yeah, it's pretty amazing because what you get is like a value of almost you know ten fifteen dollars. Right. Somewhere else, so it is pretty good. And this wine would be wonderful with yes. anything that I saw on that menu. So it's a, yeah. it's a great wine to come in if you want to come in and try this place out for the first time. Definitely order the Molbeck and yeah, exactly. and try that app. Yeah, and even if it's like happy hour, we still like to offer value to our customers, you know, not because it's happy hour and prices are lower. We want right. to like, give, you know, low-quality items. We like to keep it, you know. Up to par. Yeah. We're all about the happy hour. I ordered two items off the happy hour menu I'm looking forward to trying. I know. Yeah. I think my boys they ordered some stuff, too. And, some and you're going to be bringing over some stuff for us to try, yes. which yes. we're very, we get to try on air. Yeah, we're very they, excited about that. You know, you'll see, guys. Pretty good. Very exciting. So, um, how much does this glass usually run? Um, it's eight dollars. Uh, not, not for happy hour, though. Right. For happy hour, it's four dollars. Wow. But like on a regular night or during lunch time, it's eight dollars. But um, so very affordable for the quality of it. Yes. Yeah. Very excited. Well, yeah. thank you so much, and um, we're going to have you back on. I believe you're yeah. going to be bringing over something for us. Yeah. To, I will um, let try you guys try night. some of the most popular. Um, items for food in Argentina, you know, which I will talk about that later. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. We look forward to having you back in. That wine's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Okay. So moving on, Miss Lily Verlaine. Um, talk about some of the performances. Um, I know probably a lot of your performances that you're doing now are you're hired in for private events, but um, do you have some public ones that are coming up? I do. And, you know, I brought a list. <laughs> But you're gonna have to ask me something else first. Oh, we can totally. Where can we find you, you online? Yeah. Can we find you online. You can find me at www.lilyverlane.com and on Facebook and on Facebook yeah. and on Twitter. Although I'm not as good with the Twitter. I haven't been either. I'm gonna I teach my intern how to do You've got to link your Twitter account to your Facebook. So every time you update your Facebook, it automatically Honey, updates. Link, not lick. Lick. Link. Ah! That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. I've Lily been Berlain, laughing everyone. about this for a long time. <laughs> right. Okay, Scott, really? You lick our guests and link. <laughs> no, no licking. That's, I'm going to get to that in the socially unsavvy part of the interview later. Oh, there you go. I love it. Right, that's awesome. Five minutes in. Oh, my God. Leave it to Scott. Wow. Okay, Anyhow, so you it get got my... really hot over here. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. Cheers. So, um, so well, upcoming performances and um, highlights include the Moore Theater. The Atomic Bombshells will be at the Moore Theater at the end of August, oh, which is very exciting. I've done one other performance there, and I was uh, a little scared at first because I was trying to perfume the entire room with, with rose that was coming off of my body. Oh, wow. And I used so much perfume, I swear I thought I was going to like you know be one big welt at the end of it. But um, at, they told me they could smell me in the second balcony, so I it can still it. be intimate. The Moore can still be intimate. Nice. I was very excited. Wow. 
I'll be at Ash Theater with the Bebo Brinker Chronicles, which is a lesbian pulp cabaret. Ooh. I know. I may Love even take a bath. So look out, people. It's that, that's that same weekend. How fun. And my big thing of the year is always the burlesque nutcracker. And I, want, I had meant to get there last year, and I did not. And I'm definitely going to go this year because I just think that that sounds amazing. You'll have so much fun. I'm really excited. We're, every year we try and kind of evaluate what we've done and update the show and you know just improve it every single time. And there's some amazing talent that's approached me who wants to be a part of the show. And I think it's only going to be... Of course, the better best. and better and better. Yeah, yeah every year. That's, that's oh, my hope. How awesome! Well, I know that you and I have talked um, a little bit about you know socially savvy, and uh, we try to cover events and, and promote events that are um, charity based. Right. Um, and with the the different sponsors, myself and Fancy and Scott, we're always on the lookout for events that support causes. Um, that support our community, the whole nine yards. And I believe you had some stuff you were going to tell us about. Well, I have a new kind of project idea that I've yet to get off the ground, so I need encouragement, people. So please Facebook me and encourage me to follow through on this. But um, a few years ago, it was brought to my attention that my show wasn't completely accessible to people of different abilities. So specifically, there was a deaf woman who wrote to us and said, I'm deaf, I... um, I can't hear your show, obviously, so please send me a transcript. Well, that turned into us uh, seeking out a woman named Pam Parham, who's one of the more uh, well-known ASL interpreters in the city. Uh, She interpreted for Pink Floyd. She did The Wall. Oh, my God. Yeah, she did The Wall at the Tacoma Dome. Okay, doing The Wall for something, that would be difficult. She's so amazing, though. She's totally charming and charismatic and creative, and she's fabulous. So she interpreted the Burlesque Nutcracker for us last year, and we had a large turnout of people who were in the deaf community who were so excited to have an event, you know, that specifically opened up to, to being accessible to them. And, you know, I really love quality, so I, I was trying to seek out the best people, and, you know, she showed up as being one of the best people. So wow. this is kind of bleeding over in my life. Um, I had a gentleman show up to um, the Burlesque Alice in Wonderland who had some really serious mobility issues. Mm-hmm. He was walking with two canes on his hand, and actually I'd known him um, from, from other places around town. Um, we had met before, and I, you know, informed him that I was doing this. And, you know, it occurred to me that, there's a, there's a whole invisible section of our population, like people who are disabled and people who are on fixed incomes, et cetera, et cetera, who I believe want as much as any other person to get out and enjoy this beautiful city and all of its opportunities and yeah. all of its culture. And, and socialize. I, and, yeah, and part of the socialize. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, but, you know, people are, you know, have limited incomes, they have limited mobility. So my idea is to start a foundation that purchases tickets for people to attend um, theatrical events who have mobility problems. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. Well, arts and entertainment are, you know, one of the things I think that's been so great about Seattle is we, you know, we have all these upcoming um, models and uh, fashion designers and music and all these different types of things. And I think people forget that the fundamental basis of the arts is to inspire Right, and when you're in good times, it inspires greatness. When you're in bad times, it inspires us with hope. Right, and right. I think I love that. Oh, we're totally we're going to be thank talking you. about and, you know, that. And I've never been so moved as I was when I looked out of one of the suites at the Triple Door and I saw a whole section of of people speaking in sign language, and I was like, wow. oh my god, people showed up, and it just showed me that there's a whole section of our population that I want to be more welcoming to. So that's, that's incredible, my and I thank you. Uh, yeah. 
when you say that. when you say now I'm familiar with American Sign Language, but how do you sign to a burlesque show? Well, we have a host okay. who sings and introduces many of the acts. All right. So in order to follow the plot, it's kind of it's important to have an understanding of what he's talking about. I'm asking the questions yeah. everyone is thinking. That's right. Well, thank Scott's you. Very okay. good about this. He yeah. is now yeah. taking off. <laughs> the champagne is now pouring right. down her. You know what, though? Actually, I encountered a blind woman at the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Who that I can understand. Do, who wants to do more sensory-driven performances about burlesque, like to put satins and oh, where all, the, oh, yeah, all sorts of like tactile elements idea. in front of people who are not able to see, and then walk them through tactily. What exactly? Is oh my gosh! Okay, I know. that would That's be something amazing. I'd actually like to do. She is, um, has just finished like her doctoral degree at Sarah Lawrence. Have tactile elements wow. available to you. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. We're definitely going to have future conversations about this because I love where this is going. Thank you. I appreciate, your, I appreciate really your encouragement cool. because, you know, starting a foundation and getting into nonprofit and doing fundraising is really it's a tricky. huge, huge undertaking. What's well, your foundation called? That's what I'm going to I don't ask. know yeah. yet. She's still, How do you she's spell still that? Yes. Yeah, she's still in the, the starting It's in stages. the idea phase. But, you know, when I get behind, when I get into something, I tend to finish it. So it's, it's, I think it's an amazing idea. Thank you. I well, mean, I'd love to know more as, as you progress as you go, yes. with your concept. Thank yeah. you. And, you know, the, other, the flip, flip side to this foundation is that I don't want to ask theaters to donate tickets because right. the arts need support as much as people sure. who are on fixed incomes need support. So, you know, I'm hoping that there's a very excited, generous person out there who wants to start to kickstart this and, you know. Right. Well, and a lot of it is just like, you know, what, what, what you're talking about socializing and socially savvy is going to be starting its nonprofit in the next few months um, with a calendar that will feature, whether the, the institutions can afford it or not, every charitable event going on in the area. I lose 10 more pounds for that calendar. <laughs> that is so exciting. I'm um, so glad that you're doing that. Because, you know, I've gone and I've shot events at UBAT and I go in and shoot all these events and I post these pictures and the comments are always the same. as like, oh my gosh, if I had known I would have gone. Right. Those are the events, you know, if you're going to party, party with the cost. Those are the events that we need sold out. And I really truly believe if everybody had a calendar that they could go to, that they knew, hey, are these other charity events going yep. on, that they would be full and booked out and every event would be booked out. Yeah. Um, so I am so excited for where you're going, and you know, as we do our stuff, we'll pass on information. To Thank you. Because we're going to be in the same. We're going to be in the same learning curve. Yeah. I've got, oh, uh, I'm so excited. Yay. But yes. I think um, found my people <laughs> to kind of loop it around a little bit. I'm, I, from what I gather from the community, you'll probably be several people and different um, corporations that would be willing to cover tickets for for something like that to help out because you know they're always looking for different unique ways of supporting community other than just throwing the money out there. Right. So I love it. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're going to try this next hors d'oeuvre, and then we're going to continue our interview. It looks gorgeous. I know. So, Lily, tell us good too. what it is that we are eating. Um, it okay. looks amazing. Yeah, we're trying the empanadas argentinas. Really good. They're beef empanadas, and they're filled, obviously, with beef and olives. And on the bottom, what you see is the chimichurri sauce. That's like... Very popular there in Argentina with empanadas and meats as well. That sauce is pretty good. It is. It, oh, my gosh. The flavor yeah. is just. Well, we have also um, other kind of empanadas for vegetarians. Not at this moment. Ooh, I didn't exciting. know. Otherwise, I could have, you know, some of the corn empanadas. So yeah. Speaking good. of inclusion for everybody, yeah, Bar Sewer is here. Even, I mean, and I know that you're main, or the main uh, food in Argentina is yeah. beef. Yeah. Uh, 
They meet I've traveled there. It's beautiful. It's yeah, always it looks gorgeous. Beautiful. So I love yep. you have vegetarian stuff too. I know. Yeah, exactly. For the ones that can have the meat. So yeah. Oh um, my gosh, the flavors are just. It's it's rich. Um, yeah. But it's not heavy. It's just it's. I guess rich isn't the word. I think I would say. Um, Mm-hmm. Maybe complex in flavors. It's it's invigorating to the yeah, tongue. Exactly. Oh my god! It is. Mm-hmm. I really love that chimichurri sauce with everything. Because you I'm can done. try it with me. Oh my gosh! You know, <laughs> Scott down the entire thing. <laughs> and then we have the um, chorizos coming up. Those are very good too. And what are those? Chorizos with sausage. Okay. Sausage, Argentinian sausage. They're pretty good. Uh, also, you can have those with that chimichurri sauce. So. Mm, I love that sauce. That goes really well with everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's uh, cilantro and um, mm, garlic. I don't know exactly the recipe, <laughs> but I it is some lovely. olive oil and some lime juice. Yeah, a little bit of love. And garlic, chopped garlic. Cilantro, Family. Parsley. Yeah, wow, you guys, uh, people need to come down here and try this. This is amazing. Yes, <laughs> we are trying to keep it. Uh, very Argentinian as possible, you know, just be authentic with what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know. Well, so and, you know, while we are, we're sitting here chatting with you, um, you know, when you walk in, anybody who's never been to Club Sur, yeah. when you come to park in front of it, you're thinking, oh, my God, okay, yeah, what, what is, is this? There, there can't be anything yeah. here. I mean, <laughs> it looks like the front of a little, it doesn't look like a front of a tavern, but it just... Yeah, There's like nothing like you, you there. Can you pull up tell and you're what like, going, it is exactly what is from it? the outside. And then you walk in and you have these beautiful draped little um, seating coves. And you have tables out on the floor and yeah. you have an amazing stage. Yes. I mean, for an event. Two bars. You have two bars. You have, yeah, one up in the front. You have yeah. one over. We're sitting and on the this fabulous. And the wood was from Argentina, let me tell you. Oh, please. Tell yes. us the story of, of how you decorated it and what's um, here. Stools um, for the bar back there. Yeah, it was brought all the way from Argentina. So, like I said, we try to keep it very authentic. And yeah, honestly, it's very unexpected. What when you arrive and you are like, well, uh, exa- I don't know exactly what am I gonna find inside. But then, exactly, this is what you see. You know, a, I have two questions for you. Sure. How long have you been open? And what's um, the best night of the week to come? Okay, we've been open since um, September last year, mm-hmm. and the best night to come. It, it depends because now we are starting to have tango nights. Every Tuesday, we play a movie, an Argentinian movie, and then people have dinner while they watch the movie, and then they start dancing tango. Oh, I'm so coming. Yeah. I want to learn tango. Yeah. Are there lessons? And, and we're, uh, not really, um, but we have uh, two of the best tango dancers uh, in the country, Patricio and Eva. They used to dance for Circo de Soleil, and they're amazing. Oh, my gosh. So they come here, and then they... Uh, start, you know, dancing with people. And oh, I love it. It's not exactly a class, but mm-hmm. they can guide you and help That's you cool. around. And they stay and, you know, drink the wines. And the people that come, it's a really nice crowd. We love them. You should try to come one Thursday. At the beginning, yeah, at 8 o'clock when we open. Are there subtitles during the yeah, movie? Yeah, oh. sorry, subtitles. Yeah, I think here. Subtitles, yeah, we have that. And, so people uh, of all dancing it. ability are welcome? Yeah. Okay. I think, well, Socially Savvy just got the ability to do um, uh, podcasts when outside of the Monday show. So we'll have to talk and maybe get a couple of us down here and do a recorded broadcast or maybe even a a special edition live broadcast. Yeah, that would should. be fun. Yeah, so so going back to your question, you know, it depends what kind of um, music you're into because Thursday is for it's more mellow, you know, tango, of course. But if you like, like you know, live bands, you know, 
dancing, you know, like we do have bands on stage, like salsa bands, mm -hmm. or sometimes it's like uh, samba, sometimes it's jazz. Oh it's, my gosh. It, the, the nice berry, that's what is very interesting about this place. We have the bands on stage, and then we have, oh, of course, our um, Argentinian food. But then there's dancing after the bands well, play, or while the space. bands are playing. Yes, you have such a great space. I mean, it's yes. open, and you can yeah. you can reconfigure it however you want. Multifunction, honestly, yes. Because oh, you, you, oh, some of you have been here before, yeah. and you see that you've been doing different things. You know, yeah, uh, we've done fashion shows, weddings, wine tastings, fundraisings. Awesome. Um, so it. It's it's fun. And so uh, people who are looking for you, where would they go to find you on the web? Uh, uh, com. Awesome. Oh, we're yeah. very excited to be here. Love yeah. it here. The sewer is spelled S-U-R, right? S-U-R, yeah, yeah. Some people have trouble. It's funny. Every time I say a word, uh, you know, um, right. should come to our venue. It's the Club, Club Sewer. Sewer. Like, the what? <laughs> <laughs> so is there, is there a Sewer, meaning behind Sewer? Does it mean something particular? Or yeah, was Sewer it? means south in Spanish. Okay. And that's where Argentina from. is from, from the south, you know. Wonderful. That's why. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to the, the next um, yeah. that we get to try here in a few minutes. Yeah. And um, we're going to go ahead and um, move along with the show because we've just been having way too much fun <laughs> chit-chatting and, and getting close to nowhere, but actually on something that was more important than silly things on my paper. <laughs> um, we are going to move on to what it is to be socially savvy, brought to you by Sweet Talk Whites. Just like our hands, our cell phones um, need regular cleanings and detoxifying. Order yours today at www.sweettalkwipes.com. Um, today, our socially, what it is to be socially savvy subject, um, which is brought to you by Gonzala um, Golaza Energy Drinks, is communication. Um, you know, we've talked about what it is to be socially savvy and, and trying to redefine um, with the social media and this this. Uh, break that you have between eye contact and, and other forms of communication that kind of cue you as to when you're going into dangerous territory or perhaps when you're being completely stupid. Um, on Facebook and on all these other texting, you don't have that. You have people who can't even communicate. They can't look at you in the eye when they're talking to you. Um, some of the younger generation, when I try to talk to them, my favorite phrase is they do the Stevie Wonder on you. They're looking everywhere but you. You know, heads going back and forth over there, over here. <laughs> <laughs> and just trying to re reestablish those basic fundamentals of being aware and communication. So one of the things I want to talk about with um, being socially savvy is communication. Uh, you know, what does it mean to you guys? How how do you think that that factors into being when you're out there in public being social? I have some perplexed lips on people. Well, if we're talking... Oh, I'm sorry. Please, no, go ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you've heard a lot from me. I'm ready to pass the mic. <laughs> well, I think, you know, in general, communicating is transferring information from one person to the next. And whether that happens verbally or non-verbally, I think there are different, um, I guess, modes of, of communicating information and sharing information. And so one thing that I try to do a lot, obviously, is listen. <laughs> You know, I really, not just listen, but really hear what people are saying and, you know, think and process information before you react or respond. I think that's hugely important. But what I was going to share is that a friend of mine on Facebook today posted something, and I imagine that he must have encountered a, a socially savvy or unsavvy 
faux pas moment. this week. He went out to dinner, <laughs> and, and I think you, we share this friend in common, so you may or may not have seen his status update. But it, number three, he had three rules for having dinner. And the third rule was don't talk religion at dinner. Oh, yes, I did got that. that. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Sorry, so if we're going to get into rules, maybe that's one. <laughs> well, and okay, so. And, and Patty, the millionaire matchmaker, also says that. No no, no religion yeah. or politics on the first date. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the only reason for that, which is, is kind of sad, is you haven't set up a base of a relationship to know what is going, you know, how to communicate your views without offending somebody. Um, but here's I wanted to, when you brought that up about communication, I wanted to bring up the definition. Communication is the imparting or exchanging of information or news. I want to say that again. The imparting or exchanging of information or news. If you're not getting your point across because your communication skills suck, you're not communicating. Whether it be in person, whether it be text, whether it be Facebook, if you're trying to compliment somebody and they end up offended, then don't look at them like they're stupid. You need to look in the mirror and go, what am I doing? Because it is, if you have a point to be made, it is your responsibility to get that point over to them, not their responsibility to interpret what it was that it meant to you. Ah, And I think that that's kind of a mis- misconception. We think that if once we say something that everybody should automatically understand it, but we all come from different walks of life. We come from different upbringings, um, different life experiences have, have, have collided in, in us to kind of create the way we see things. And I don't think it's so much a problem when you're talking like face-to-face because you can see what people are impassioned about, mm-hmm. what they're driven, and you can hear the fl- tones and influx. It's when you get on Facebook, it's when you get on texting that there's this major disconnect that happens where you start to see things just really fall apart. I totally agree. I totally agree. In fact, I, I, I've talked to several people recently that for some reason don't believe that people's perception of, of what they were communicating or how they were behaving was, wrong. was, was an issue at all. Well, that's their yeah. problem if that's how they perceive how I was acting. Whereas from where I'm from, if someone's perceiving me in a way that's not what I want, then it, I have to own that yeah. right. and change it. Which leads me to my socially savvy communication tip. If there's any chance that anyone could be offended or misunderstand, it's got to be, if you can hear, it's got to be heard. So it's got to be over the phone or in person. Oh, I like that. It can't be text, email, I like or Facebook. That. I would if there's any that. chance someone's going to get offended. Well, and that pretty much rules out anything but basic communication is take a right at the light. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, you know, I, I do. I, I agree with you. And Some communication has a tendency to be controversial or could be controversial when you're trying to sort something out or mm-hmm. create even plans on a, for a complicated event. Sometimes those things have to, be, have to be done verbally. Sure. I would agree. Or vocally. Yeah. What about you, Lily? What do you think? Well, you know, I... I mean, your your art is a form of communication. So. This is true. And, you know, what I do when I perform is I actually just completely release the idea of having any kind of expectation. or or And I release myself from the outcome of what another person's interpretation might be. And if they have a negative interpretation, I'll accept that. Right. But that's, that's one thing. You're coming at it from an artistic point of view. You're there to give a presentation. Exactly. And, yeah. and I also feel like I should never have to justify um, anything that I do, or and if, if and I have to, if I have to explain what I did, I feel like I didn't do it properly. <laughs> oh wow! But, okay, I think that goes that reinforces Scott's point of owning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe you know either. Well, I mean, if we're talking about the type of work that you do, I I think you're right on point with that. I, why should you have to explain? That? I mean, it, it's a performance, it's entertainment, mm-hmm. right? And it, you're yeah. offended or not, but certainly you don't need to justify 
Exactly. What it well, is there's a nature to that. There's a component of that that's yeah. interpretive, even. Isn't yeah, there? of course. Yeah. Of course. So, and you know, yeah. I always say that if yeah. someone buys a ticket, they have they have the right to hold an opinion. Yep. Um, right. However, in in normal day to day communication, that's a completely different thing. Yeah. I cannot even read Twitter. I just have to like really <laughs> admit that I don't I don't understand the ampersand or. I what. I get going and I do the same thing. I'm like, okay. No. <sighs> yeah. Exactly. So. I, I just don't even really bother, and I, I only try and post things on Facebook that I think will be um, beneficial to my community. Like, for example, right before I got here, I said, oh, I'm going to go down to Club Store, and I'm going to be at this event. Come join me, you know, and it's productive, you know, it's not, it's fun, there's nothing right. inflammatory about it, you Yeah, know? right. <laughs> so that's, that's how I try and limit my communication uh, on Facebook. I just thought, you know, with with everything that we've been doing and stuff, I thought that would be a, a good topic to cover. So, well, I've also seen job. people's privacy horribly invaded on on Facebook. Like, people will pick fights with performers. Oh my god! You know, because I'm, I'm friends with all the performers, and you know, someone will take issue with something that someone did, and instead of confronting that person, they'll make a public post about it on Facebook, and then everyone gets involved. It's very weird. The okay. passive aggressive. That exactly. Was, is that that's what that is? Exactly yes, that's passive aggressive. And, and you know what? That we're going to name that as the first socially unacceptable of the day because it is socially unacceptable if you have an issue to do to post it on Facebook without um, having a private conversation. If you have an issue with somebody, don't broadcast to the world. You're not doing anybody any favors. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the funny thing. You, nine times out of ten, you're the one who ends up with egg on your face and looking like an idiot because half the time you're all fired up and you're not thinking straight and you've just launched something. And mm-hmm. I had a socially unacceptable moment last week, and this leads right into this, where there was an interpretation. Um, my husband was going to be um, was part of helping fund an event. We could not go to the event. And um, there was a private conversation, well, I should say public but private, going on between him and somebody else who was not able to attend on Facebook. And so he made his condolences. He wasn't going to be there. And the next day, one of the other people who had created this event posts, um, what they say? They said um, WTH, which my husband is not real good on the short thing, so it took him about 15 minutes to figure out what that was. Me. Yeah, the H confuses <laughs> him. You know, you, you find the F and that's WTF. Okay. So, and, then it, and then it was dot, 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 snob. Well, okay. Dot, 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 what? Snob. Snob. So I find, I, about six hours later, uh, you know, I'm popping up on Facebook and I see this. And I have two personas. I have my personal and I have my business persona. And um, it just fired me up because I'm thinking, you know, what, what, it, th- what, what the hell? WTF, right? <laughs> WTF, exactly. I was so mad because here is this man who has, you know, done the best he could to, you know, be a part of thing and support something. And even though we couldn't make it, this person is, is calling him out on what? So I just lit into her. I blew her up. I'm on like, Facebook? Or? On, I did, oh, on okay. Facebook. Because Mama didn't wait a minute? Mama did not wait a minute. <laughs> right. And I just, basically, I just came back and said, you know, who are you and why would you say this? You know, why would you say something hurtful? Because it really bothered him. He didn't understand where it was coming from. Well, here's what really got funny is she didn't recognize who I was because oh. it was my business persona. And so the, it comes up on, well, first of all, it's none of your friggin' business, Miss LB Duchess. And oh. second of all, it was a joke. And she goes on about how this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, it inspired me. My next public post was, why is it that we think derogatory remarks are funny? Because mm. in communication, derogatory is confusing. It's not funny. It's disruptive. It's hurtful. 
and we have this Bart Simpson South Park attitude that we think some of these things are funny, and they're not. What's so, weird is that when you said it, I thought it was a joke. So it's strange that when you like read it, WTH dot 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 snob, I thought it was. It sounded like a joke to me. I thought she was being funny and sarcastic. Well, but it wasn't. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. is it wasn't connected to any of the other things. It was just a post standing sure. alone. No, I get it. Yeah. And so just she comes. So perception. I was so I was still incensed, and I came back to her, and I basically said, you know, well, for starters, it is my business. He's my husband. Right. Right. <laughs> I definitely think her follow-up post was off the chain. And, and, then, and then the post was deleted. <laughs> but you know, this is this is why I bring these things up because, again, I think Scott, you make a really good point. When when you're not in front of somebody. Really, really take a moment to look at those posts, to look at that text before you send it out there, and look at it as a standalone, not yeah, with you're your animated. Be a total do it in person. Yeah, exactly. There, there is that. <laughs> More rewarding, I found. <laughs> well, and I think honestly, you know, going back, she did not realize she thought she was being funny, but this is a person that he hadn't, you know, he's seen twice in, in the last fifteen years, and it's like you don't have that rapport. You really have to think through those things because. Just we're in a different generation. We're in a different age. We have to re-educate our thinking, and the big thing is we have to slow down. Yeah. Well, mm. and that, and I think you have to temper your comments, or especially if someone else, if you recognize that someone got offended by your comments, back then up, clarify apologize. yourself. Yeah. And apologize, and and don't th- clarify and justify. Clarify and apologize. Clarify and not justify, but I mean, I think instead of her attacking you or whoever would have came to his defense. Yeah. More so, she should have just clarified, oh, I was totally joking, didn't realize it came across that way. Right. And I think that could have diffused everything. Yeah. yeah. But there was no, yeah, don't, ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are, our socially unacceptable moment and our socially, yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah, be nice, people. <laughs> be nice. Be and nice. that's what it really comes down to is be nice. Um, okay, the other socially unacceptable, which is brought to you by Pop Chips, never fried, never baked, things popped, to book... No, 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 I'm sorry. I don't even have it here. I have to back up. I have to ad-lib this one. If you have a friend who calls you and invites you to a private event, you did not get the invitation, personally. If you're going to show up to this event, A, if you have time, call the host ahead of time. Make sure it's okay. If you don't and you show up to the event, have the class to introduce yourself to the event, uh, the, the host of the event. We had a situation where somebody showed up at a private event, and not only were they not invited, not only did they not know who the event was for or who was hosting the event, they got snarky. It happened to be my event, so you can imagine what I did with that. I walked right up to them and asked them why they were there. You and posted right on Facebook. I you? did not post. I was very socially savvy. Yep. But I asked them, you know, I said, do you real, do you know whose event this is? And they're like, no. And I looked at him. I said, why are you here? He goes, um, I was invited. Booze. And I said, um, by who? And my friend. I said, do you know whose house you're at? He said, no. And he's standing, you know, a little bit taller than me. I looked at him and I go, you're at mine. I would like you to leave. The, the look on this guy's face. Because he was there, he was starting trouble, which is what the conversation. But again, there's just these basics of, you know, go. Introduce yourself to the host. I mean, people we on Facebook we invite, then we double invite, and then we you know link it out to other people. That's totally cool. That's totally kosher. But if you walk into something um, that you don't know the host or you don't know the people, take the time to go and you know introduce yourself to the host. 
They appreciate it, and then everybody knows where the connections come from. Or how about you just show up with the friend that invited you? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that you don't even encounter that situation. And, and that's a good thing, because these, yeah. these people showed up three and a half hours after. So it was like he, you're walking in the door someplace in his house that you don't know anything about. And I think it's also important for the friend who's doing the inviting. So I have, I have an example. I went sailing this weekend with a friend who invited me. It's definitely a private event. You know, he could only have six guests on the boat. Right. And so I extended an invitation to a friend. But before I did that, I cleared it with yes. the boat owner. And, and then I let him know who's coming. And, of course, we showed up together. It's a private event. And right. Why should she have to go walking up to this boat? You know, but so I think it's also important for the friend. If you're if I you're agree. extending an invitation, check with the host first. I agree. I totally Especially agree. a private event. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so that's socially. What about you? And oh, I was just musing on the fact that I actually made a total gaffe fairly recently. <laughs> uh, well, I thought I did. I thought I did actually, because a friend of mine was getting married, and when I RSVP'd, I RSVP'd for myself and my Plus boyfriend one. at the time. Uh huh. And then I heard all this noise about how uh, no one was allowed to bring dates. But I didn't hear it from the person. I just heard it through the grapevine. And fortunately, we were both taking a walk one day, and I I encountered her in a park, and I thought, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not realize that that invitation was only for me, and I invited my boyfriend. And I'm totally, it's your wedding. You can do it how you want. Like, I will totally uninvite him. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. Well, no, you you can bring a guest. (laughs) Right. And I said, okay. I'm like, are you sure? Communication. Yeah, but you know, I was very embarrassed at first, and I, I was embarrassed that I had made that assumption. But at the same time, that's I, I thought that was just well, the way it worked. And sure. typically in a wedding, it is. Yeah, you usually RSVP plus one. Right. It, it's usually acceptable, but yeah, and, and it all worked out in the end. But you know, I was very embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think your embarrassment though is appropriate. So many people don't get embarrassed right. when they no, find that out. No, that is a really good point. That they have. <laughs> violated the intent of the invitation. Right. Yeah. And it, it, the funny thing is I hadn't even. This is how it this well, is how I am. Well, unintentionally. <laughs> I'm like, are, are we still friends? <laughs> are we okay? <laughs> Great. But, you know, I think that's a, that's a really good point to make is um, if you feel in any way that you may have stepped out, outside of a boundary or there's no harm in going up to them and going, you know, I just want to clarify, I'm sorry. If you are really unsure of a situation, go into it saying you're sorry. I think any measure of humility is a really excellent practice. Yes, I totally agree. I I totally agree. Okay, now um, we get to move on to what what went on last week. Uh, Our favorite Tracy with Chick Chat is not here, but she had her Chick Chat event at um, Salon Obadiah over in Bellevue. Uh, It was a girls' night out of fun pampering and spa services. Normally, I wouldn't go into too much detail, but they had some different services available, and I had not, I'd seen sugaring up on the walls, you know, those big, huge banners. Like, okay, what's sugaring? Well, it's just, it's a, a better form of waxing is what it's supposed to be. So Even I know what sugaring is. Oh, don't, you're looking at me funny. Oh, okay, so apparently he does know what sugaring is. Okay. So, I was a newbie. As he strokes his As eyebrow. He strokes, yeah, Evidently, he's been sugared. Yes. He got some poured some sugar on him. Um, but it was, I, I have to say, I was really surprised that it was less painful than waxing and it was less irritating too. So if you've ever been curious about sugaring, there you have it. Very interesting. Okay, we have Lil here. She has two fabulous, um, the, one of the dishes she told us about last um, when she was exiting. And she's going to tell us about this other fabulous dish. And then we're going to move on to um, what ha- is coming up this week. Okay, um, what you guys have here is the um, Argentinian sausage. 
chorizo, and I'm so sorry again, like because you're a vegetarian. If I, I know that knew, was my fault. Oh, you know, I, I, I didn't know some of the other. You're you know, very gracious. I know you would have. I didn't realize we were eating something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. Um, it was a pleasant surprise. Just introduce some of our popular dishes, and then we have the gnocchi with the pomodoro sauce. The gnocchi are potato dumplings, as you know, with the tomato sauce. Okay, so I don't know what gnocchi... There is some sausage there. Uh, There is a little bit of sausage there, but they're preparing something for you without the sausage. Yay! (laughs) Thank you so, so much. So I'm not familiar with gnocchi, so what is this exactly? Potato dumplings with pomodoro sauce, tomato sauce, yeah. And, yeah, if you notice, it's like gnocchi is like more on the Italian side, but um, that's the thing, that Argentinians are very influenced by the Italians, you know. Most of those people there, you know, it's like they're part Italians or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the flavors of the food yeah. are very, um, the w- first word that comes to mind is they're just tantalizing and invigorating to the tongue. Yeah, it's very rich flavor. Very sassy. Yeah, yeah, I love this kind of food. It's really good. And the presentation is very, it's pretty. It's not just food put on a plate. It is elegantly prepared. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Occasionally, I'm t- I'm tempted to eat, you know, animal products. <laughs> and I will say that that sausage looked particularly delicious, especially with delicious. this excellent little balsamic I know. little um, reduction underneath sausage. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's very aggressively prepared. It's not just drooped on there. It's like... It's beautiful. Robust yeah, is what comes to mind. Oh, there you go. Very robust flavors. Delicious. I love it. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, while I'm... Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was saying that uh, I, will bring in, I will bring some of our um, meat, which is the entraña. That's very popular, too, in Argentina. You guys will like it. Wow. Well, so far, there's been nothing I haven't liked. Be, was that? <laughs> I said, there's been nothing I have not liked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are liking the food. So, um... Wonderful. Yeah, we look forward to the next dishes. Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, and I believe Miss Fancy Frenchwood is going to be um, giving us Living the Fancy Life with some of the stuff that she has coming up. And um, the show is going to run over an hour. <laughs> We're having way too much fun. Um, and I don't want to rush any of us. I want to be able to talk about whatever it is that we want. So um, at the end of the show, when we get close to the last final minutes, I'll do the um, the thank yous, and then we'll continue on with the show. So good. Go ahead. Okay. So today, first starting off, I wanted to do a giveaway, and I think because of the size of the crowd, a I giveaway. I, I a giveaway. We've got awesome. I yeah, we've got giveaways giveaway. too. We've got several. Yes. And so I think what I'd like to do is give away to all the ladies who are in attendance uh, a gift card to Blue Luna. Blue oh, Luna is just a fabulous boutique in Bellevue, and the owner's name is Yvetta. And she's kind enough to give me $25 gift cards for everyone. She's amazing. She has a small little boutique, and she features European designs that she actually goes and handpicks herself in Europe. And she only gets maybe two or three of the same piece. Yep, so guaranteed, in a couple of sizes. Yeah, that, yeah, in a couple different sizes. So guaranteed, if you shop Unique. with her, you won't show up to the party with the same outfit on as well, anyone else. When um, <laughs> she did her, her launch, I popped in there for their first, and she did. She had... Just amazing. Uh, it was the little detail differences in the piece, um, the tailoring, the cuts uh, were very, very fun. So definitely a fun place. And it's it's in the back, so it's kind of obscure. It's one of those again hidden little treasures. Nobody's really going to know to look for this place. It's right off of Northeast 
6th. It's um, next to Barnes & Noble and yep. Starbucks in Bellevue. Yep. And you can find her online at www.bluelunafashion.com. So we'll be giving those away to the ladies that are here today. And then I think the other thing that I wanted to share is I think everyone knows by now that I'm doing technical recruiting. So I wanted to share what I'm looking for right now. I'm looking for Ruby developers, Ruby on Rails. If if you're familiar, you know what I'm talking about. And I also have positions for senior website developers, UI architects, software programmers. So you can find me or email me at fancy at seattlesearchgroup.com if you're interested in any of the positions that uh, that I mentioned or if you'd like something different, I can find something for you. And if you don't know what Ruby is, you're not qualified. That's right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, because I'm, I'm, I'm not up. qualified. Right. I'm not qualified. <laughs> Definitely. Right. I'm not. I'm not. No. <laughs> but I'll tell you what's cool about this is, and this would be my living the fancy life dream if I if I would have gotten into tech technology earlier. I was reading a job description the other day for a job order we got, and the job description said all the beer and wine you can drink, and I thought that's the job that's for me. That's the job. <laughs> like that, like I, I totally could see myself working here, right? And so then I read the rest of the job description and realized that I'm ruled out because I don't know anything about technology. So, oh my God. Anyway, but I, it's like getting into the tech field, it's so hip and cool that they you can drink at Are work. you recruiting for that? I am recruiting for that position. <laughs> what do I and need to apply? <laughs> Please tell me I don't need to know what must Ruby be is. Thirsty. <laughs> you have to know what Ruby on Rails is, and you need to be a little bit proficient. For that one? But yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, can I just be the receptionist? <laughs> I think we have a listener over here who actually knows what it is, and I think he would be very well qualified. We will connect you after the show. For sure. Um, but, no, it's, so it's totally fun. It's neat to see just the – I worked at Boeing for so many years that, you know, I see all these just formal job descriptions, and it's so fun to be part of an industry that really gets people and recognizes that, you know, you can ha- you can create a fun environment where people can be productive. And and I should say that it also said all the coffee you can drink, too. No, there so, you go. Yeah. So, all so either way. And, and an Xbox. And your choice of, in fact, the exact words in a job description were uh, free iPad or or. Android tablet, well, I'm sorry, whichever way you swing. Do I get a free gas card just for applying? <laughs> what kind of work are they doing that you get to drink and play? Stop Isn't this fun? Well, it's it's being creative. It's burlesque. So they it's offer burlesque. benefits. Yeah. It, it's I knew it. burlesque on steroids. No. Uh, it's, yeah. How fun, though, right? So, oh, my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. Anyway, so moving on. Well, thank you for sharing <laughs> that with us. Okay. Coming up this week, um, brought to you by iCandy Lash Boutique. Um, this week, call in and ask for the intern special. Get a full set of lashes for $100 or a fill for $50. Um, so, Mr. Scott. I Everybody, know. don't forget live at lunch in Bellevue. It's this uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday every week. It's free to everyone. Enjoy great music. Check out the great places in Bellevue. I'll give you some, I'll give you some dates. July 26th, Newport Tower with Ryan Shea Smith, July 27th at Bellevue Place, the Kelly Bradley Band, July 28th in Bellevue Galleria, Union Jack, and also, don't forget everybody, Bottomless Bowl at Lucky Strike, every Monday night, 15 bucks, 9 to midnight. That's for a our friends cool at Lucky ben- Strike. I mean, for something fun to do on a Monday night yep. with some friends, how much, I mean, 15 bucks? Yeah. That's really cheap. Three hours, especially bowling. Lucky and Strike. And how fun, I love Lucky Strike. And you, yeah. go to the, you go into the restroom at Lucky Strike and you see like, uh, magazine articles about how like Ben Affleck and oh yeah all the stars all those guys are doing parties at Lucky Strike. I'm, wait a sec, I'm partying at Lucky Strike. I know where are they? <laughs> Let's do I it. I'm Ben Affleck. 
<laughs> awesome. Over at Chateau Saint Michel, you have um, Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers, and um, Bella Fleck and the original um, Fleck Tones. Saturday, July 30th from 6:30. Those tickets are 39.50, and I believe there are still some available. Um, fancy. I think you were going to tell us about the um, get your business on course. So I'm super excited about this event because I totally need to learn to golf. But th- this is the Get Your Business On course at the Harbor Club in Bellevue, Wednesday, July 27th. That's this Wednesday, 1 to 4.30. And it's it's basically just re- relationship building on the golf course may be as important as ever for business networking. And the Get Your Business On course is here to equip us ladies for success. So come on out and find out why relationship building on the golf course can be really, really powerful for your business. And uh, attendees at the event will get, or excuse me, will identify ways to golf, ways that golf builds trust, rapport, and follow-up opportunities. Learn how to lay, lay the foundation for long-term business relationships and develop increased confidence on the course. I totally need that. I go to the driving range and it's like people are ducking when I'm swinging. So I don't think I'm that great yet. Well, it is. Um, we're very fortunate because last week we had um, uh, Kim of Uniquely Savvy on, and she's actually one of the guest speakers on this particular one. That's so. great. And it looks like there are three, there's a trio of women, actually, yes. that will be speaking. So come out, check it out. It's this Wednesday, the Harbor Club. I want to say something serious about this event. Um, I can honestly say that through my involvement with another women's business networking group, as silly as, as funny as that may sound, Women in business have got it going on. They and women right who now. truly devote themselves to business, they just the way women work and the way the the mind works is so much different than the way the male business persona is. And so I could see this event being extremely valuable, not for me because I can't go. <laughs> You're not invited, we're find, Scott. But because we're going to find some events. <laughs> relationship building on the golf course, as almost everyone here knows, is not really about golf. Right. No, it's, it's about the relationships. It's about spending time. It's about networking, networking creating those totally. relationships, yeah. and ultimately an obligation to refer. I have a good friend who's a chef, Chef Amadeus is his name, and he golfs. Just he, He's an avid golfer, and he always tells me, get out on the golf course. You have got to go. It's the best place to do business, and I just haven't done it yet. And everybody's to- drinking. And almost everyone's having a good time. Yeah. I need to learn how to swing a golf club so I don't hurt myself and others around me. (laughs) Just not pretty. Okay, so we are going to, um, we've got a few minutes left of the live broadcast. And we're going to have Lil tell us about this fabulous meat that she put in front of us. And um, actually, I would love Lily Verlaine to tell us about the vegetarian um, piece that she brought over for you. It's a veggie gnocchi, right? Yeah, this is a vegetarian gnocchi. It's absolutely delicious. As I said earlier, I was wanting to embrace my lusciousness, and this gnocchi is really luscious. Mm. It's very soft, and um, it yields gorgeously in your mouth. <laughs> and the hospitality at Bar Sur is wonderful. Or, pardon me, Thank Club Sur. Club Sur is Sur. absolutely wonderful. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I'm very happy to have you guys here and show you, you know, what we do here. What you're trying right now uh, is the entraña, skirt steak. Pretty tender. It looks lovely. You can have it with a salad or, you know, potatoes, fries. Depends how. I know you, you served like it, it with yummy yeah. fries. So far, that's all I've been able yeah, to eat. Yeah, to make it a little funner. <laughs> it's different. Yummy. Yeah. And um, then we're going to have a little bit of a dessert. 
I'm going to bring the alfajores argentinos, which is the number one dessert there in Argentina. Well, we got the full, we got the full bag. That is awesome. (laughs) I love it. Okay, well, before we go off air and into our after show, I want to um, take a moment to thank our sponsors, of course, um, of today's show, Club Sir, for um, uh, providing us with a location and um, this fabulous food and wine to to taste and talk about on the show. Um, Lily Verlaine, of course, for being here and telling us and explaining to us what burlesque is all about and how much fun um, the industry, where it's gone and what's going on with it. Um, Daniel Spoiler, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, um, um, Galazzo Energy Drinks, Sweet Talk Wipes, Zip Fizz, Eye Candy Lash Boutique, Cascade Ice, and Fuse. Um, have a great one. Check us out on Facebook, and we look forward to um, talking with you next week. And now that we're in the after show, now we get to talk about anything that we want because <laughs> we are not live and I can edit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can totally edit the show. That's one of the things. We we learned this last week. I was able to edit shows and, and have been updating some of our past shows that were did not come out so well. So um, tons of fun with that. Um, so while we're sitting here, um, everybody, now that you guys have had a chance to eat it, go ahead and tell us what, what you think of the... Um, the steak. I mean, it looks absolutely luscious. Scott, have you had a chance to try it yet? Delicious. It is delicious. It's extremely good. Well cooked. Well seasoned. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It, did you say flank steak? Skirt, Skirt steak, steak. Which Skirt I wouldn't steak. even know how to prepare. So it's delicious. Again, robust in flavor. The texture, I want to go back to the empanadas because in the beginning... Just the so texture so was amazing. I mean, the flaky, just the crust again. I'm going to order one of those to go take yeah. home to my husband because he's going to love that. Mm-hmm. That was good. It I was. Liked it. I, I'm. I have to tell you, I'm a very, very picky eater, unfortunately. <laughs> and to to have this many different flavors come out, and, and we did. We gave you. We said, you know, have us taste whatever it is that you really want to feature, and you think is that the best exposure for what it is um, that you represent. And you just brought out phenomenal foods. Thank you for making uh, seem you know that, that the dishes were presented as they, they would have normally because I gave like kind of like I brought kind of like samples of what we do instead of bringing huge dishes or sure. what you guys will be totally full. And yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. that. That is good. So everyone should come down to Sur, right? Well, we're um, actually. I I know that we're going to be talking in the next few weeks, but while we have you sitting here, you have another venue that has recently opened up in Bellevue that we're very excited. We're going to be doing a show from there here in the very near future. Um, Tell us a little bit about that place and um, how it is the same or how it differs from um, what you have going on here. Yeah, definitely. That other place is very different. It's called the Amazon Grill, and it's in Bellevue. Um, What we do there is um, the Rhodesia, the traditional, you know, um, it's called, hold on, yeah, Rodi- I'm sorry, <laughs> no, the Rodizia, so it's all, all you can eat meat. We have like 17 different cuts, and that's from Brazil, that's what I want oh, to so say. Oh, so that's a very typical yeah. Brazilian steakhouse. Typical Brazilian oh. steakhouse, that's pretty new now with the cuisine, you know. Uh-huh. Um, almost, I don't think anybody has the Peruvian food in Seattle, or mm-hmm. I don't know about other places in Washington, probably, yeah, but in Seattle and Bellevue, it's pretty new. 
so you guys should go check it out. And you said two weeks. The other location, downtown, the Ipanema nope. Brazilian Grill? No. Never have? I've been to, there's a Brazilian um, place that opened over in uh, Factoria. And other, no, than, different other than that location. and being down in Texas, that was my first introduction to Brazilian oh, really? steakhouses. Oh, fell in love with them. Yeah, well, fell in love the, with them. the same concept, you know, that's um, uh, from the location, the same concept. And the one in, um, in First Avenue, the Ipanema Brazilian Grill, uh-huh. and the other one in Bellevue, the Amazon Grill. In both locations, we do the same thing. Oh, I'm so Rodicio, excited to go try it. But only in the one in uh, Bellevue, that's where we do the Peruvian. Peruvian. Oh, that's yeah. going to be fun to check yeah. out. Yeah, ceviche, causas, oh. tiraditos. It's really good. Yay. We're going to have yeah. quite the experience coming up. Okay. So um, moving on, just to let everybody know, next week's show is going to be live at Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery in Bellevue. Um, we are pleased to announce we're going to have two consistent locations for the broadcast a month now. They're going to be at Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery and at Apex in Woodinville. So our listeners will have certain places that they know that they can catch us every week. And then the other weeks, we'll be going around and checking out all these new fabulous places, um, like what Lil was just telling us about. So we'll be introducing you to new places and having some places that you know you can always catch us at. Um, Plan Ahead, brought to you by ZipBiz, the healthy energy mix in a tube. Um, We have the Winemakers Open House at Apex on Friday, August 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. at Apex Alder Ridge. Um, Join Apex and their winemaker, Peter... um, division for an evening of spectacular food and a showcasing of their award-winning wines. All wines poured that evening will be expertly paired with food from um, restaurant um, Italianissimo. Italianissimo. Thank you. And, and that, that place is the bomb as that well. That is wonderful. In Woodinville. Yes. So they're going to release, may I? Please. Please. 2010 Apex Sauvignon Blanc, the 08 Apex at Alder Ridge Sangiovese, and the 08 Apex at Alder Ridge Malbec, which are all phenomenal wines. The last mine, winemaker open house, we released the, how do you, what is this? The, RD, the RDD, right? Yes. Not sure what that means. <laughs> anyway, the Spanish blend. <laughs> Tempranillo, Cab Sauv, and Malbec. All 100% estate grown, estate grown in the horse heaven hills of eastern Washington. Yeah, and if you've never been out to the Apex um, tasting room over in Williamville, they are a really friendly staff. It is a fabulous space. It's very open like it is here. Um, so I was at, they, last week they had a block party where there were mm-hmm. several wine rooms all open, and you got to bounce from one to one to one. And these groups of people would come in, and they would sit down, they'd play Yahtzee while drinking wine, or they would play other games. They have games there. So yeah. they encourage you to sit, drink, and socialize, visit, and for yeah. however long you want. It's very fun. That's nice. So, um, okay, we are at the end of our show, which is fabulous. I just wanted to touch base with our Lily Verlaine um, and see if there was anything else that she wanted to leave us with. Oh, anything? I'm just happily full and, like, a little <laughs> bit wined over here. And um, I was going to bring up something controversial, but I won't. No, please do. Okay. We're in the after show. I, I love controversial it. in the after show. Well, so being that we're in this Argentinian environment, I had to share this story from when I was traveling in Buenos Aires, which was that I was staying in this beautiful condo, but it was in a really kind of unsafe neighborhood. (laughs) Oh, really? Which neighborhood? It was um, (laughs) Telmo. Telmo. Yeah, it's like, it's you know, it's the older part of this, it's the older part of Buenos Aires, and um, it's very touristic. It's kind of like Pioneer Square. That's oh, what it reminds okay. me of. Yeah, but instead of like nightclub, nightclubs in the way that we have them, they have like t- you know tango 
Housing things, co-ops. But it's, yeah. You know, it's a good place to get robbed, you know, and... Um, <laughs> That's nice. Wow. Good time on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing dancing, getting robbed. Well, I mean, if you're going to get robbed, you might as well get robbed in a foreign country, right? There's an adventure there. That's happened to me, too, but I'll save that for the next time for when oh we go God. to a Spanish restaurant. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, but, you know, before I went down there, people were like, oh, be careful. You know, the men, they love to ogle you. They love to whistle at you, whatever. I, though, I have to say this because I know it's controversial, but when we're on Socially Savvy, I have never felt so safe as I did when I was being watched and looked at by these men who sit on their porches in Santamu. And it was like, you know, my friend and I would get a taxi and like there would be a group of men like applauding us. And I was like, no one's going to rob me because I want all these people I've got all these men telling me they're going to take care of me. I was going to say, well, and if you, if you're dressed like you are now, I can completely see if like everybody all of a sudden wants to take care of you. It was so (laughs) nice. I felt so safe. Being so nice to her. Yeah, okay. so anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up and just How's add... that controversial? Well, you know, because I think that in this country we have this idea that, you know, if, yeah. that, that men on the street should be very silent Oh, you mean women. a voyeurism kind of issue. Yeah, and, and I understand that. Like, I study feminist theory. I know all about the male eye, et cetera, et cetera. However, in this particular instance, it was actually very charming <laughs> and very welcoming. And, you know, you've got men that on their it. knees in front of you in the in the street going, marry me, or I oh, love you. It's all about presentation, oh. isn't it? It totally was. It totally Totally was, and so anyway, I just wanted good, to talk about that. Good, I'm glad you enjoyed your time there. I loved it. You were safe. Good. And you know, again, people to know that. Yeah. Yeah, and again, with the hospitality, I'm like, I felt, I feel very welcome. Yeah. Good, good. I love it. Well, everybody, thank you for being a part of Socially Savvy today, and for being on the show, and you know, great letting us have our show here at Club Sur is an amazing location, Um, and we're going to be toying with coming back here very soon for a slightly private public event, which we will be posting on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have you guys here soon again. Thank you yeah. so much, and um, everybody have a socially savvy week.